Alrighty, it is another A Seat at the Table podcast. It's another Get in the Word Wednesday where we talk about the one we love. And if you don't love them, well, we hope one day you will. I'm sitting here with my awesome co-host once again. I'm here with Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, and Dwayne Sampson. And the title of today's topic is Love versus Love. Um, this idea came to my mind when I was listening to the Homophobia podcast and Brooke Majors was talking about how um, in reference to like, you know, how come just like when we talk about love, it's considered of everything goes. It's just like, no, I'm putting what he put in me. And um, I think sometimes, even myself, when I truly, I really had to learn what the love of God really was. And it wasn't, you know, something that was, you know, quick to point at flaws, you know, pick, quick to rebuke. Or love isn't, you know, I let everything slide. But lo- true love, love goes through some things. It endures some things. It pushes past self. It, it's, it's a humbling process. And I think um, the reason why we have so many schisms and issues in the church and in our families and our relationships is because we really don't know what love is. And so that's why we're not really able to fully move in that. So today we're going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and just talking about love. Amen. So I'm going to open the floor and just, you know, just talk about your experience of really coming into the knowledge of the love of God. Like, okay, I learned what love was. I came into Christ kind of thinking I knew what the love of Christ was. But when I really found out, okay, no, this is the love of Christ. This is what it really means to be a bearer of the love of Christ. I think that everybody has their own idea of love before you actually come into the knowledge of Christ. Um, So, you know, depending on what you grew up, what you were around, you know, if somebody said they loved you, based off of what you know you were seeing that's what you considered love you know we think about abusive relationships but he loves me or she loves me but they beat on you it's kind of something that you just become accustomed to so i think for me um coming into the knowledge of the love of christ like coming to knowledge of god and who he is but it's just like literally that love is so pure and we always we always say like god doesn't manipulate he doesn't force and i think like for me, that was my biggest thing of like, that's what love is. A being that loves me and doesn't manipulate, doesn't make me feel fear, fear, feel fearful. Mm-hmm. And just being like, it's so pure. Like it's something that I'm not even like, I can't even grasp my mind on like how love is to him. Yeah. Like how can you love like that knowing that we betray and that we lie and that we're just, you know, d- wicked and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me it was just like, wow, because when I put myself, try, when I try to put myself in God's shoes, I can't. Yeah. Like when I see like, man, God, how can you love? If if that was me, I know it's, I know that God's love is the purest for me because I can't do what he does. But then it's like, then he works on me to show me because it's just like, you, yeah, can. you can't, like you can, but you can learn to love. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, that's why he's got it. And that's why his love is so real because it's something that I just cannot do on my own. Mm-hmm. So that's how for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with when you come to, um, when you realize how much he loved you, you realize how you can't even you can try so hard to make your love similar to his but mm-hmm. it won't happen mm-hmm. because you'll realize that you're 
you're going to fail in some area of the love. But mm-hmm. then knowing that in spite of everything that you've done, in spite of all the flaws of you and the imperfections of you, he still constantly loves you. I think that pushes you to want to seek out more of the love, to yeah. seek out how can I get this love? Yeah. And how can I actually show other people that love? Because it's something that I can't do except until I know who it's from and yeah. who the person is and how he produced it and how he... Mm-hmm. Um, how he shows it on an everyday basis towards us and so then that allows us to show it towards other yeah. people mm-hmm. yep uh in agreement with Brooke and you know Michelle I mean going into scriptures had definitely gave, given me an understanding of what real love is I mean yeah. for me you know just my understanding of love prior to coming to Christ had a lot to do with um you know feelings or mm-hmm. you know selfishness yeah. or yeah. how I wanted to feel towards someone rather than how I should be, de- like in, in in many ways, denying myself for for their betterment, or 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 simply portraying what the love of Christ really is, which 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 had a lot to do with denying of, denying of Himself. So I think that when I actually dove into the scriptures of, of God, and actually He gave He gave examples, because throughout throughout the whole, I don't want to go too much, but throughout the whole Bible, He gives. His character, and he shows mm-hmm. how he is love, because he's constantly showing us how we're flawed, but then constantly showing us how gracious and merciful that he is, yeah. and his love is perfect in this. Because yeah. us as humans, when someone's consistently cheating on you or doing something yeah. wrong to you, you're gonna innately wanna re- um, respond in a negative manner. But God yeah. yearns for us. He's like, okay, no, use this to draw closer to me, because I love you so much that I want to cleanse you from this and make you new, regardless of your mm-hmm. flaws. Talk yeah. about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I really finally got a hold of what the love of Christ was, I realized that I had been tolerating people and I wasn't really loving people. Mm-hmm. And I learned that I really wasn't loving my full self to the full potential of me loving my full self. Mm-hmm. And then because my my altercation with people was happening and my altercation with self wasn't happening, and then it all led back to the real issue, which was my relationship mm-hmm. with God. And then it's just like when I finally was able to see God as like father, mm-hmm. as dad, as daddy, you know, Abba. Yeah. Is is Abba is like that 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 childlike nickname <laughs> that you you have for God, and it's kind of <laughs> like being able to come to Him and just like recognize that He's not He's not so quick to reject me. Yeah. Yeah. He's not so quick to just cut me off or do like give me punishment. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's 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 some things that require with my actions, but it's just like he's not so he's not a harsh judge. Yeah. He's a father that wants to teach me and, you know, help me learn the lesson in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sit mm-hmm. down and talk with me. And it's just like when I when I when I when I'm receiving that kind of love from him, mm-hmm. it's easier to be like, to even show that some of that grace on my own self and not to be so hard on my yeah. own self about stuff and learning like what, you know, what I deserve and what, how, like how to like, how to say yes and no to certain things. Mm-hmm. And then even with dealing with people yeah, and knowing that people are flawed. And I feel like sometimes like, um, for people who really deal with isolation Mm-hmm. Right, it's kind of like all right. I go to church on Sunday. I go to church on Wednesday. I do with them long enough mm-hmm. for that hour or two, yeah. and then I go back to my my 
uh, you know, back to my little alone time or spending my, you know, my consecration period. Uh-huh. But it's just like when you're dealing with them for longer than just that few hours and really having to walk and talk with people, mm-hmm. issues are going to come out. The yeah. true selves is going to come out. And mm-hmm. just like love is being able to love them through that. Yeah. All the way to completion, all the way to perfection. And I think that's what the, the true love of Christ is to me and like what he's shown me of being able to like really like just feel it like a like a like there's nothing compared to the love rush that you feel mm-hmm. when it's just like God is moving and like there's just the love that you feel between a brother or a sister in Christ it may be something you've known for years mm-hmm. or someone that you don't know but like mm-hmm. when that love rush hits you it's just like I love you yeah, yeah. And it's so weird because you yeah. know it's not yourself because yeah. you don't know them from Adam or Eve. But yeah. it's just like the spirit of God just it just goes through and just like yo, I love you. Yeah. One thing I like how you uh, brought up the whole truly knowing them aspect <clears throat> and then loving them beyond that because that goes all the way back to God. Like God, He knows all right from the beginning. <clears throat> Adam and Eve knew of their fall, and then after they fell, He knew of everything human humanity would do afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. He perfectly orchestrated this plan of redemption yeah. through love, knowing That's everything cool. that was going to happen. One yeah. thing it's already one where you, uh, where you, someone doing something at the moment, but when you already know someone's going to just betray and reject, and yeah. you still go at all ends so that you yourself can be at your lowest point and yeah. a, a human being, a God being in human form. And still show that love. That's that's a whole aspect in itself. So that's, that's what. Yeah, amen. I think amen. that is so true because when we look at the Genesis and what was happening during the time that um, Adam and Eve fell, you would think at that moment God didn't love the, the creation of the world or the people that He created at that time. Nor did He love Adam and Eve. Nor did he love the legacy that was going to come after him because of everything that he was saying towards them, all the curses yeah. that he was putting towards them. Oh, mm-hmm. You would never think that like God still loved them. But I think mm-hmm. in that moment, love wasn't the love that we usually see. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that was a different type of love that we're probably going to talk about later on on this podcast, but that was still love. And then I think it even showed like mm-hmm. from what you're saying that I don't, I'm not giving up on you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still here. Mm-hmm. This is, this is still me showing love towards you because I, I I think during that time is he was like telling them or telling us that if, if I don't do this you're not gonna grow if I don't yeah. if I don't do this you won't see me yeah more. yeah and so I I think he showed a different type of love but it was still love at that moment no. when all that when all those curses that was bringing was being put upon Eve and that that is still being put upon yeah. us definitely females but mm-hmm. um and also to you um males but that's still love you mm-hmm. know and I think that, that that's so, if you could just take a second, like you guys are doing, to separate it. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, love requires, like, like correction and, like, like, there's consequences, too, in love. Like, you can't just beat up on somebody and hurt somebody and then there not be something, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you have to learn from it. And she, like you were saying, Michelle, like, God was just like, you're not going to see me in this. Like, you have to learn, you have to go through it. And I feel like because 
we have to go through it now in society today. Love is if it's not instant gratification, mm-hmm. if it's not my way, if it's not just what I want, then mm-hmm. you don't love me. Mm-hmm. And God's mm-hmm. like, I love you. And like just orchestrated the whole thing. But he had there was a process that had to go. There was a disciplining process that we don't want that Christians and, you know, because we as believers, everybody can say you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to love. But we as that pro- as the Christians don't want to go through that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go through the chastising. We don't want to go through the conviction. We don't want to go through the correction. We're just thinking, okay, I did this. God loves me. He's supposed to love me. But no, there's a process that has to happen in order for you to see the fullness of him. Yeah. Because if you're constantly getting instant gratification in what you want, that's just like that lust that's never satisfied or just some pleasure, or just instant gratification in your mind that you're just like, okay, this is love. And it's like, no, there's a correction process that has to happen that he had to do to reorder it, you know, mm-hmm. so it can work out for the fullness of him, you know. And then not only the being able to correct, but even being able to give and uplift and mm. absorb. Mm-hmm. Like with every curse, he was also giving a blessing. Mm. And it was just like an uplifting that lets you know, yo, I like I love you. Like, and it was just like I I heard someone say it was just like God went against everything of who he was mm. to call us, to pull on us. To bring us closer to him. It like loving us goes against everything mm-hmm. he's about. Mm-hmm. But it's just like he took his son. He used his son's blood as a mediator to bring us closer to him. And now that door is open for us to really fully and be able to see him. Mm-hmm. And learn and know what true love is. Mm-hmm. So let's see what Paul got to say. Mm-hmm. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1. Were we in 13 or 14? Oh, we in 13. My bad. Chapter 13. The little chapter. (laughs) Um, Starting at verse 1. We're going to break all this down together. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understanding of all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have all faith so that I as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Okay. Anything that y'all were getting from those few verses? I think think it's beautiful that Paul... um, pointed out because it goes to show back that after all of the things that he can do externally it's still an internal issue that love is Mm -hmm. so you know he's like i can give everything to the poor and i can you know give my body and i can know all these super spiritual things Mm -hmm. but deep in my heart if i just don't know how to love or if i don't know the real essence of god's love then it's it's kind of like null and void like i think that's just so beautiful that he's pointing it back to love Mm -hmm. so there goes to show you that Obviously, he's stating these gifts and he's stating these um, factors that a person can have and, and show forth. But it's beautiful that he's bringing it back to love to challenge us to think, well, why is love so important? Like, love must not be what I think I is. Because you would think, dang, if I'm speaking in tongues, good. If I'm doing this and I'm giving to the poor, I'm, I'm, that's love. And it's like it's challenging you to really go back and think like, well, wait a second. What is really love then in this context? If you can do all these things, but it's still not. Love is still the main thing that he has to come back and determine. So I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah, I like how Paul pretty. I like how he pretty much 
<clears throat> goes over different attributes first, you know, spiritual gifts, and then he mm -hmm. goes into actions because you may think, okay, if I'm clearly doing this action, because first you, you mentioned spiritual gifts, speak, mm -hmm. speaking in tongues, having knowledge and faith, which all are gifts from God, but then he starts going through actions, you know, yeah. things that you may think are are driven by someone's character, when really in this sense he's saying, okay, you can actually do these things and <laughs> not be coming from what's supposed to be in your character. Mm -hmm. And mind you, this is 13, this is 13 chapters in the Corinthians, so they, they know what's up. So it's, he's yeah. literally having to go back and, okay, you've seen character, you've seen works. Mm -hmm. Let me remind you, the characters all, character is the foundational thing. That's yeah. what matters, you know, yeah. with or without yeah. the works. Yeah. Yeah. Like the big thing that gives me is just like the faith to move all mountains. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, if you don't got love, I'm just like, dang, how are you able to have, like, how are you able to move in like that kind of faith to uh -huh. believe that, like God can do a numerous amount of things and be diligently seeking him in that, in that place and not really have love. Like, what does that look like? Was he just like, that's, that's huge, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, how huge. is that possible? Major key. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. yeah. 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 Cause thinking about it, it's like, what in love is it that I need so much <laughs> that is so yeah. much greater than faith. That is yeah. so much greater than all the prophetic powers. Yeah. That is so much greater than all these gifts. What is in love that I need? That is so much, that weighs so much more value to God. Yeah. You know? And honestly, with me thinking about it, I might be wrong and I want you guys to help me out. But I really think it's in love, it shows you the sin inside of you mm -hmm. that that um that separates you from God. Because you can have all the faith, all the mm -hmm. powers, all the talents, all of this, but if somebody's not showing you in love the sin that is hindering you from actually knowing who God is, um separated from all of these things that he is giving you mm -hmm. i think that's the thing that is in love that highlights why it's so important am i tripping bring it down one more time yeah because i'm time. trying to see how like the sin is like, like because if somebody if somebody corrects you mm -hmm. in love and they're chastising you mm -hmm. in love and they're showing you exactly what's inside of you that is sinful to god mm -hmm. Isn't that greater than having all of these powers, having all of this faith, and have, having all of this outside of what is actually separating you from God? Isn't that great? That, I think the action is greater. Okay. Because it's being done in love. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, he could have threw that in there, and it's just much as with the, he's like, although I correct all the yeah. saints, yeah. So, but if I don't <laughs> have love, yeah. I don't have yeah. nothing. So I think. So then what is it in love? That is like what it, okay because I can love Brooke, but it's my like do y'all get it like I'm trying to really try to yeah I'm trying to figure it. That's what I'm saying. What is it about love? Like, no, because like, what is it about love? Like I know love, yeah. Like I love God. I I love my brothers and sisters, but what is it that is so valuable that I I'm not getting? I think I think for me, just because it's a big thing for me, it's really the heart of the Father. Like hmm. it it totally separates it versus us because you can love me but that's it's like there's still things in us that god has to shape to fully line up with his love mm -hmm. you know so our again our idea of love, of love mm -hmm. still is not like in totality in the whole like grasping the concept of like god's like how he created it to be so i think that's why it's like a constant process um okay. just to make sure it does line up with him because you have people in the church now Heart, go hard ministers post on Facebook 
post the word and just, they want to get the word of God out, but they don't like people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they're, they're over here. Their faith is on fleek in different areas, mm-hmm. but they just are still rude and mean to people yeah. and still running around saying, I don't like people. But then you're, you, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a, like a opposing factor. Like you can't. Uh, not, saying, but I think that's what Paul's saying. Like you can be over here preaching, getting revelation, doing all this other stuff, but deep down in your heart, like if if you don't have love, that that separates that separates something. So love is like the fullness of the thing. It should be like that. Should be like the root of it all. Type like the foundation. Thing. Yeah, it should yeah. be the foundation. And then also too, I, what keeps popping in my head is God is love. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I have him and when I understand who he is and the attributes that he carries, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the love is the fullness of the thing. It's kind of like what you were saying about like, um, you know, you can move in all this stuff, but they don't like people. Mm-hmm. And like the fullness of it is being able to have the healthy balance of loving God, mm-hmm. loving yourself and loving others. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to equally balance that, mm-hmm then you're not moving in the fullness of the thing. Mm-hmm. You're just able to move in all these spe- special gifts and these special, um, and do all these special works, but you're not really moving in the full totality of it. Can I see if I'm going to define what the definition of that is? Love? Well, I'm going to yeah, add that's while you look at, Oh, you did? Uh, I was, no, I said I'm going to add while you look yeah, at the definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how Lawrence said, you know, God is love, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God... We, well, one, God is love, right? We were made in the image of God, right? Mm-hmm. So I think in us loving, we begin to pick up our, the characteristics that were already in, in us initially, right? Mm-hmm. But what true love actually does is true love yields worship to God. It's actually one of the most, in my opinion, it's like the one of the best tools God would use for us to worship him. The one thing God cannot give himself is worship. Mm-hmm. So he uses a love for him for us to give him genuine yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. So one, we're giving him worship and then in us loving we should be able to present this character for others to see, knowing it is a real love, so that they can also, you know, mm-hmm. understand what it means to love and then worship God in love mm-hmm. with all genuineness. So that's kind of how I yeah. see love as a huge factor in uh, in all of this. So ultimately, get the worship of God. Who I thought of was Todd White when you were talking. Mm-hmm. Like, that's love. Yeah. Like, everybody may know he's a healer or he's a preacher, but the way he moves, I feel like he is kind of like, he has the understanding of what Paul was talking about. Yeah. Like he just, he just popped in my mind as we're talking the whole time. It's just like, he kind of has it down pat of how to move in this love. It's not even about the signs of wonders. It's really just about showing the love of God to people, Mm -hmm. like to gravitate, to the grass, to get, to reach. Mm -hmm. It's not, and then all the other things flow because it's a gift called gifts and callings without repentance. Like that's a gift. God loves us and that he gave us gifts, but that's just there. But if the deep meaning behind it and you understand it, I think Todd Wright is a great example of it, of how he operates in that love, even though he moves in signs and wonders and revelation and knowledge, he understands the foundation of love. Yes, and so then when you have that, it, you won't manipulate it mm-hmm. because all that stuff is to help you lift up, help you correct, mm-hmm. and do all those things in love. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, I think if we keep reading, it, it's gonna yeah. explain it. But it's kind of like when, when we get to the end, it's like that completed work, mm-hmm. that being incompleted in love. Mm-hmm. And I think when we 
all of these things should be used to help push each other to mm-hmm. reach that place mm-hmm. of where we're moving in the fullness of love. Mm-hmm. Not being able to move in spiritual gifts yeah. or to speak in tongues yeah. or having the faith to move mountains, although we're saved by, you know, grace through faith. Yeah. But it's just like the the love to just that to completion, to perfection. Mm. That perfecting love. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I just wanted to say what I the definition that was on the internet for love is say the intense feeling of deep affection. Mm. I mean, this is love versus love, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you good? Yeah. I still think it, Christ love trumped that definition. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that, that's the other love, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the world, for lack of better terms, world love mm-hmm. about a tense feeling, affection, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, feelings. So, which are unstable. Yeah, mm. so, say, that say that again. again. Feeling, feelings are unstable. Hello, <laughs> say it for the church two times. I got. <laughs> yeah, so we... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, but you want to read starting at verse four? Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, starting from verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes and the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child and reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. I want to read uh, like a little footnote that it had added for verse 5. And it says, or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. And then the... the um. The footnote says irritable or does not count up wrongdoings. Mm. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Mm -hmm. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And I think that just that scripture alone kind of trumps the definition of what we just read. Yeah. Because your feelings don't last for for too long. Yeah. And um, I feel like which you first read it, that was the one, verse six was what stuck out to me. Um, when it says, love, mine says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, taking it back to, okay, if God is love, mm-hmm. you know, that we know that God's word is true. Yeah. We know that everything God does is just right, is perfect, is yeah. him. And so it takes away again, how we're kind of moving this progressive movement where it's just based on feelings and based yeah. on what people feel that they think that it's feel. Like, yeah. well, I feel like I think I'm this, even though the truth of science the truth of this is saying biologically statistically this is what it is mm-hmm. and i love that just popped out to me because it's like it's with truth and a lot of people are mad and thinking we're using god to preach hate and we're trying to do that and i'm like no it's just 
this is truth. Like yeah. love brings truth. Yeah. Love does not bring uh, uh, blindness yeah. to you. And that's what I think. And a lot of people like love when they say love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, you know what I'm saying? Like God does not bring blindness. He, he takes the veil off. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings the realness to you. And I feel like, again, with the, with the feelings being unstable, that's where the balance is. People don't want to hear it because it's catered to their feelings that are unstable, waving back and forth. But when you know something is a truth and that's what it is, you can't, you can't waver that. Like, it is what it is. And I just think if we got to understand that it rejoices in truth. Mm-hmm. It's not puffing up in truth or yeah. boasting in truth. Like, rejoices is like, ah, this is so yeah, good. This, this is good stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, that's what popped out to me. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking when you were talking about love being truth, you know, how, you know, truth, you know, sometimes truth can offend, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was truth, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus was love. So G, what what Jesus showed us was that we are completely flawed, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, in that, someone may think, oh, wait, I'm flawed or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. but it's truth. But in that, you know, he also showed us, okay, no, I, I, I'm here to do this thing called yeah. redeem you, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that you are flawed. So I think that that's a huge aspect in um, yeah. understanding truth, because truth can definitely offend, especially when yeah. you're on the sin. People mm-hmm. be like, oh, wait, oh, don't offend me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yep. So then can we say that love is not just like one word we can define, but it's characteristics within that love? Mm-hmm. So love is like, it's not just like, you can't just say love. Yeah. You know, you have, like the definition of love is like within other things. Mm-hmm. Embodied in a, yeah. All these I think, characteristics, yeah. 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 I think it's an action mm-hmm. that bears like fruit mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. other characteristics that, okay, I know when it's, I know when I'm in the presence of real love when I see these, yeah. when I see these things. And, like, this scripture kind of helps me go back to something that I had read in Hebrews um, chapter 5, where we're talking about, like, how God has appointed us to be, like, the high priest. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, verse, and it talks about how Christ was our high priest. And it says, verse 2, he says, he can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward, since he, he himself is beset with weakness. And I think um, with love, it's kind of like, Yes, there's in truth, there may be correction, but we got to take a step back and go to back to even the verse four when it says it's patient and mm-hmm. it's kind. So it's like, it's not so quick to like, oh, let me catch you. Let me get you. Yeah. But it's like, let me, let me, let me be patient and wait for the right time, the yeah. right moment. And then when I say it, mm-hmm. I say it in kindness, mm-hmm. not in a sense of like, because I understand and I understand that I too fall short of yeah. being able to fully move in love. Mm-hmm. I too am sometimes am ignorant, sometimes am wayward, and mm-hmm. sometimes get caught up in wrongdoing. Yeah. And sometimes I need someone else to lift me up in love. I love verse 7. It says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And I think that's why Christ really likes children. Mm-hmm. Because, like, children are hopeful. Yeah. It be just like you can tell them twenty times it ain't gonna happen, it ain't real, it's not gonna do, it's not gonna work, mm-hmm. and he said it will, mm-hmm. it is gonna happen, they are coming, it is gonna happen, it is real, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and they continue to push and hope and like continue to like press for that thing, mm-hmm. and I believe that's the beauty of love. Like it's just like I continue, 
I, I fight for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I fight for my relationships. I fight to continue to love in God. I fight to my marriage. I fight for my church. And it's just like, I, I push myself to continue to love, yeah. even if it, it like, even if it sometimes it's going to cause me some, you know, pain or humbling myself in the process. Yeah. Some travailing, I guess. Yeah. Some like resistance is the better word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just yeah. heard um, there's a love that caters mm-hmm. and then there's a love that challenges. Yeah. And so his love is the one that challenges. challenges. Yeah. It stretches you. A it lot. stretches you. Yeah. yeah. It stretches you. Yeah. Jesus was stretched, right? Mm-hmm. So he was a perfect <laughs> I think it stretches you because it it pushes you to have to do these things. Mm -hmm. It pushes you to grow in these areas. If you say you love God, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's love himself, then the way he can only show his actions towards you is through love. Mm -hmm. And then that will push you to actually look at yourself and then have to be like, oh, I need to change this. Mm -hmm. I need to change this. I need to change this. And then when you see that, when you see the difference between what you're doing and what he's expecting of you, mm-hmm. I think it pushes you to have to like go deeper and have to love yourself more, mm-hmm. love him more, find him more, and then you have a deep, intense like affection to want to um, do all of these things, like being patient, being kind, being rejoiceful, knowing the truth, want, being rejoiceful in the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I think even love pushes us even deeper into like his perfect will. Like, you know how, like, um, we can be, like, like, there's this book called Good Versus God, mm-hmm. right? And it's just, like, there are some things that are, are good for us, or, mm-hmm. like, we think is good, or things that that's good for our lives, but it's not the perfect will of the Father. Mm-hmm. And I think love pushes us to push past what's good or what's mediocre or what's normal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, okay, I'm glad you're a good steward. Yeah. I'm glad you're not out here squandering, you know the grace or squandering your money but it's just like okay now i need you to donate it or give it to somebody mm-hmm. else or be able yeah. to give it's just like th- there's always a another level yeah. in love you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's not just god doesn't never want us to be like mediocre in his love it's always yeah. i'm going into another yeah. deeper place and mm-hmm. i think that's why um paul talks about like you know I, as a child, speak as a child, I did put away childish things. And when I became a man, you know, and just like being able to, I see in part, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like when I get to the final end, that's yeah. when I'm going to be able to see it as it is. So yeah. as we continue to go on this walk, I think as we continue to live, we continue to learn what love is yeah, mm-hmm. and, and like, and growing in that. And I was going to say like too, in that. Um, because God's love challenges you. It's like, it's so cool because we don't like being told anything that's wrong, like about us, like, mm-hmm. you know, or just a flaw or just an, like insecurity or anything. But the beautiful thing that I love about real love is that it can shed light on something, but it's like, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's only for the betterment of yourself. And like when I was hearing, there's a love that caters, the love that caters will never show you you know, what needs to be worked on. It'll Mm -hmm. just feed you what you want to keep believing, like self-deception and keep thinking there's nothing you need to work on, nothing to change. But the real love that challenges will show you this is what you struggle with, but but the patience behind the love of God and just to know this is something you might struggle with for like a year or just Mm -hmm. something, but the patience to work with you to where now you begin to get to that point of, 
I'm tired of it. Yeah. I put away the childish things. Like, I'm ready to move now, God. Even though it took me this long, thank you for being patient. You know, but it, but but you know it's there. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, like, when you get pricked in the heart by by the Spirit of God, it's like, it's not it's not condemning. It's just, it's like you just got to come to terms when God is really trying to show you something about yourself. It, you come to terms because it's like a prick in the heart that just makes everything inside of you, like, faint. I don't know, like, mm-hmm. for me, it's like when God pricks me on something I do that's not loving or not right it's like I feel like everything inside me just like it's like like Adam and Eve when they was hiding it's just like I just feel like Mm -hmm. it's like boom and I'm just like no like I didn't want to see that like cover me up you know like when God like for me like inside I just like I freaking melt Mm -hmm. and it's like and and you want to be like I'm hiding I'm hiding but it's like it's okay yeah I just need you to work mm-hmm. now stretch yeah. <laughs> and then it's like okay god i'm gonna work on it but you know what i mean it's like yeah. the, when it's really real love even by friends not necessarily just time by your by with god mm-hmm. when it's really real friends talking to you if i say that i'm a real friend and that i love you i am not going to continue to let you to yeah. be in this lifestyle this thing if it's really something that's jeopardizing you yeah. or hurting you now which like you said what you do thereafter is up to you but it's in love because it's like i cannot sit here and claim to be a best friend or you know just somebody really important in your life and not in love talk to you about it you know mm-hmm. and that's just what god is he is not gonna sit here and just say oh god so love the world and not Check us. Yeah. You can't do that. It's not, it doesn't just stay the same now. Okay, yes, I love you, but I need you to grow into what I fully called you to be. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. And that's like me. And that's like, (laughs) (laughs) that is love. Yes, him. (laughs) I want you to be me, which is love. Yeah. And at its fullness. Yeah. Mm. Dang, (laughs) y'all. I'm like a little kid, like, you guys y'all got anything y'all want to add in reference to what we read about in first corinthians chapter 13 i think it's good that it's a checklist like whatever the scriptures are four through Mm -hmm. i'm sorry my phone uh four through like Mm (laughs) ten um those are definitely good checklists Mm -hmm. on if you say you love somebody or love something someone Mm -hmm. that's a good list to go that tell you that'll cut you up Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'll cut you all up it cut me up. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> I'm geeked. Yeah, and I think that it's not even bad if you find yourself lacking. You just yeah. gotta recognize that you need to begin to practice these yeah. things. Begin to practice doing these things and ultimately realize that, you know, okay, clearly I'm flawed. Clearly God needs to uh, renew me and make me new. And so I'm going to do my part and in, in practicing while he molds my heart and make it new. Well, I'm going to leave on this note. Um, there was this tweet that I saw. It says, um, love never ends. So if it ends, it was never love. <laughs> so this has been another A Seat at the Table podcast. It's with your boy, Lawrence Green. I'm here with my awesome co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Michelle Nemo, Dwayne Sampson. And this is another Get in the Word Wednesday. We hope that you learned just a little bit more about love. And learn how to love him more. And if you don't love him, we hope one day you will. God bless you. Love you. Peace.